Motown Rundown. Welcome in. Welcome back. It is June 21st, which is a Monday. Happy Monday, guys. We are here on a Monday. I think we're we're definitely we're a week behind on episodes at this point. Correct. Yeah, we didn't get one out last week. How about my how about my my Tim Tebow speech about how we're never missing another episode? And I don't I think since that week, I've actually declined as far as my attendance and punctuality on the podcast. So. Tough look. You know what? I, I think like I rewatched promises made, promises delivered. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I re-listened. I listened to that one, the Tebow episode, like not that long ago. And in that, we also said about how we're like going to record on Thursdays new episodes every yeah, Friday. Yeah, that's just, like, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. No, it just isn't. Too busy. We're all too busy. We have flexible schedules, so we just fit it when we can. Nothing wrong with it. You don't like it, it, don't listen. We fit it when we can. Someone clip that. We fit it when we can. Trent Bally. Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> fit it when we can. And if you don't like it, then don't listen. But, Ravs, lead Wow. Up. Wow. Well, first of all, let's uh, – b- before we dive in to Detroit sports topics on the uh, slate today, we will talk Detroit Tigers. Matt Manning makes his first Major League Baseball appearance after we've all been waiting for what seems like a decade. Um, and then the, when's the draft lottery for the Pistons? When is the NBA draft tomorrow? Lottery? Tomorrow, so if you're listening, most listeners today. Yeah, yeah. So those are our two for the slate today. Um, we'll talk NHL playoffs. We'll talk NBA playoffs because we have to, and it's been awesome. Um, first, th- first two things for me today in our little show and tell roundtable that we always do when we start off the podcast. I don't know if any of you guys saw my tweet about what I witnessed this last week in the tree outside my house, the most unbelievable natural occurrence that I've ever seen with my eyes. And I've seen pictured rocks. I've gone to pictured rocks. I've hiked Camelback Mountain in Arizona. I've done many things in my young life, and I will continue to do many things. What I witnessed when I walked outside my house last week I'll never see again. And I don't think anyone listening to this or anyone I will speak to in my life will ever see it again. I want you to picture this. You walk outside, right? And you see a cardinal. You know, those red birds, the cardinals, we know these things. Those are rare in itself to see a cardinal flying around. Then I look upwards on this tree and I shit you not, there is a blue jay sitting on the limb. And I pulled my phone out and I was being real quiet about it too, because I knew I was only going to have one shot at this. I have a video. I have a picture. I couldn't get the blue Jay in the picture, but then just when you think you've seen it all, a second Cardinal comes flying in. And I, this was one of those things that I had to take to Twitter for. I don't tweet very much anymore, but I had to take to Twitter for it. So if you don't follow me on, on Twitter at our Rabinowitz for, I shorten it up as of late. Go check out my string of tweets. The, the, the first thing that hit me when I saw this was like, I either A, and I tweeted this, I either A, need to go buy a lottery ticket right now because that is some ridiculous luck for a human being to have. Or B, this is some sign from God that my death is inevitable and I should start tying loose ends and, and saying goodbye. So what I did naturally was put up a Twitter poll about it a 24-hour Twitter poll. You know how many people responded to this Twitter poll? 15 people. 15 in that's 24 not, hours. That's look, less than a that's less than a response an hour. That's not that, that was devastating. That's not great for the analytics. 
that was devastating. But <laughs> maybe you look because- at yourself in the mirror, you're like, wow. <laughs> like, well, it was a, it was, it was definitely a reality check of like, maybe I'm just too old for the Twitter game. Like I remember like when I was, when we were in high school, that's oh, when Twitter oh, had the boom. Like people, I was tweeting every day. I had some controversial tweets out there that, that pissed off. Not, not like nothing like derogatory, but just, <laughs> no, 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 well, nothing, nothing, like, no, no, let no, me no, tell no, you about nothing this, like that. But I just used to stir the pot. I used to stir the pot in high school. I told it like, I called it like canceled. I saw it. Yeah, you know, there's nothing, nothing. Can, there was nothing cancel worthy. But <laughs> back to my point about these birds. I mean, there's no way that either of you can look me in. The, maybe I guess you had to be there to an extent. But how unreal is that to see no, a cardinal that's... and then to see a blue jay? But to see them together and then cardinal comes over the top rope number two. And I actually googled like, what does this mean? And there was some. I got some Google response of like, it's it's a sign of like wisdom and knowledge being passed on to you from a higher power and i was like hey i'll take it you're an astrology guy aren't you Rabs? no i'm not i don't get into like the capricorn and i can find orion's belt so we want to talk astrology i can find orion's belt i can find little dipper big dipper um but no i'm not into like capricorn sagittarius uh and all those i i i know i'm a capricorn i don't know what it means i've read on some of the characteristics but um, I think I embody some of them. But I no, I think people that get involved in that stuff, that's some like voodoo witchcraft, ridiculous stuff. Do what you got to do. It's your life. Live your life. Not for me. <laughs> Live your life. But I judge you for what you do. But um, well, <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone does. I love saying that. Like different folks, <laughs> different strokes. And then like, like, I'm just like in, the, like in my mind, I'm like, that person sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, uh, but like on the thing with like the, those are like the one of those things you're just sitting in your house or like wherever you're at and you're just looking, you're like, whoa, is anyone else watching this? <laughs> and you just like it's and it like it sounds interesting, but it like it's not that interesting to me in TV, to be honest, as we weren't there. And that <laughs> happens like probably every two days to everyone. It's like I just saw one of the I was like, I just saw like the most like insane like yelling at a gas station, but I can't <laughs> explain it to someone how funny it really was in the moment. Like trying to explain those stories is the worst. It's like I, even though it's like Rav Saudi like saw like the star like what's it called? Have you guys ever seen the curb episode where he takes no. a pee and uh he like takes a pee and like it leaps over the wall and it's like in the face of Jesus Christ. So the people at like the like house are like, oh my god, the second coming of Jesus Christ is like coming. And like, I don't know why I brought that up, but like that's like yeah, when someone's either. like trying to like secondhand like tell me something, I'm always like, okay, okay, and I always feel bad because they're like, God, I was so excited to tell that story. I was like, eh, it wasn't that great. Yeah. So Rabs, I don't think it was that great. Well, I, that. I when, when I. <laughs> My mom and I at home, and I was like, "Mom, I can't believe what I'm." What does your mom think? Was she like? She was like, "Oh, that's." She was like, "Oh, that's great, sweetie. Like, that's that's, that's very nice. That's like that's exact." And she probably thought, and the people on Twitter too probably like reading back on that tweet. People probably thought I was on drugs. I don't do drugs. I just I've never felt more human in my life than I did in that moment. So that was my that was my birds thing. I won't harp on it for too long. The second thing, I texted you guys this late night before we can move on to things that are actually important. Bruno Mars is out of control. I mean, people, I had this conversation with a buddy of mine about like. Wait, you're saying this in a good way, right? 
Like, oh my God! Yeah, oh, he's unbelievable. Okay, well, yes. I, no, I just—you said he was out of control. I wanted to make. Well, sure. I, I mean, he is—he is just on a different level of talent. But I was having this conversation, and this might piss Trent off that I'm even putting Bruno Mars and Michael Jackson in the same category. My hot take here: Bruno Mars is better than MJ. Shut the fuck up! No, he's not. He doesn't I, have I mean, the legendary. Bruno Mars isn't problematic, Trump. He doesn't have the legendary appeal. I get that. He'll never, he will <laughs> never be talked about. I know he will can. never be talked about on the same level as Michael Jackson. But I'm saying talent wise, vocally, and he's got moves too. He's got fluid hips. He is out of, he, I was listening to, um, what's the song called? Something about the moon. It's all over TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. But there's some moon song that keeps coming up. Some moon song that keeps. Well, coming up. you would know it. I would know it if I heard. I got goosebumps. Think I swear to God, I got the goosebumps. The sonnet song it. with Anderson Pack. I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, have you heard "Leave the Door Open"? <laughs> oh yes, that one's good too. But I, but the moon song. I was listening. I listened to like. Song, 10, you sound like you're like in kindergarten. Talking to the moon. Let me tell you it's about called the moon "Talking song. to the Moon," and I listened to it probably ten to fifteen times in bed. And I spent like an hour listening to different versions of it. And I, I just had to let you guys know how, I mean, this is a Bruno Mars podcast from here. I mean, he's unbelievable. Oh, no, he's great. And he's like the best like halftime performance last like 20 years at the Super Bowl. Nah, Beyonce. Beyonce and Prince were better. Dude. But, Ravs, that brings, that brings me to this. I, I want to mention this. This You guys know I love Prince, so I can't really shit on your whole like Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars take because my thing with Michael Jackson and Prince is like, I know Prince doesn't have like the star power or catalog that Michael has, but I just as a musician respect him and I think he's like just better. Is he Prince dead? Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. Prince. And, oh my God, Prince died in 2016. What Wait, are you being serious, Rabs? Oh, that was that's like a Mandela effect thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Rabs, are you being serious? Well, now that you say it, I I remember him dying. I I do. Okay, jeez. Hey, I knew Michael the, Jackson it's like that was dead. When they're trying to tell Rafi that uh, Michael Jackson died, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, how's Whitney Houston taking it? And she's already dead too. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking. I remember about. when Michael Jackson died too. Remember the day? Yep, me too. But yeah, both good. I, I love Bruno Mars. I like Michael Jackson too. Oh, yeah. Bruno, Jackson. Mar- Bruno Mars is awesome. I just, I love Michael Jackson, but whatever. We don't have to get into all that. I'll Bruno say, Mars, as long as we're on the same page. Treasure Thanks top for- five song, maybe Ooh, ever. What is? Treasure by Bruno Mars. Uh, that's terrible. No, 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 no. Not even one of his, not even close to one of his best. Dude, dude. Rabs, you're one of those guys though. Rabs is one of these guys. I, I'm going to tell you oh, this about music go. where you're definitely a music snob. Like, I'll be like, I'll tell you, this is a banger. And you're like, yeah, just because everyone listens to it, it's not the best song. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't vibe with the mainstream media. Yeah, yeah Rabs. One of the first media. time me and Rabs talked, we were talking about country music, and I was like, "Yeah," he said, "Who do you like?" I'm like, "I name a bunch of like the mainstream guys," and he's like, "So you don't really like country?" <laughs> I think I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> just because yeah, I, one of those. I, was, I, I think it was like just like guys. Thomas Rhett. You're like, yeah, you're a you're a fraud. I used to be one <laughs> like, of those guys. <laughs> yeah, Rabs comes in over the top talking about how great Kip Moore is. and, and Oh, he's the best. Like, he's the best right. ever. Okay. All right. Well, we're off the rails already. Thanks for giving me the first half hour of the show to talk about the birds that I saw on the tree. I was hallucinating with heat stroke. That's probably what I was seeing. Uh, anyways, we'll go into the Detroit sports. Um, Detroit Pistons, as we said, the NBA draft lottery is on Tuesday, the 22nd. We are recording on Monday, the 21st, as I already said. 
Um, Pistons have a shot at getting number one, right? Top three odds of getting the number one pick. That's how it works. Where What's their best percentage trend of like where they're supposed to get? So the pick alone that they have the highest percentage to get is pick five with 27.8%. Yes. However, they have a 52% chance at a top four pick. So that's just kind of how it shakes out. Uh, the lowest they can pick is six. If I see the Detroit Pistons come across the screen at six, I will fall. Oh. I will collapse. Um, but really, I mean, Collins wanted to get into this, so I'll let you drive on this, Collins. But I think the, the nightmare scenario is just not top five. Like, even four, I can live with it, but they're still moving down. Because we always yeah, talk about I, the Pistons have never moved up in the lottery. They've always stayed put or dropped. So it would be nice if they at least just stay put at three. Two or one is all icing on the cake to me. Yes, I think top three, we're, we're not – I'm not – I think we talked about this already. My thing I was going to say, and I'm kind of jumping what I said pre-show, but, like, I honestly think the draft lottery tomorrow could be the most important, like, thing with the Pistons or Detroit sports maybe in the last three years. You say three what? or 30? Three. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, okay. No, no, I hear you. I agree with you. I agree with you, Collins, but go ahead. Explain. It's this is way more important. This is the most important thing to, for the Pistons since like they got bounced in the playoffs and it's in 2009, not even the time oh. they got or the time they got swept by the Bucks. I'm being serious. Yeah. I mean, dead serious. No, I, I agree with you because <laughs> they're coming off a productive season with all these young guys. Okay, let me tell you. What are you what are you laughing about? Well stop laughing. You you came you came in so hot with that being dead. Are you saying in the last 30 years of Detroit sports? No, three. This is I didn't say 30, I said three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm not. sorry. I'm sorry for laughing at you. I thought I was you saying, said 30 like, years. Let me tell you, the 89 team doesn't mean that's anything. What I, yeah, that's yeah, why I, like, I was like, Kate Cunningham, we're going to win 10 titles. That's, that's why I was like, you guys think I'm on drugs for looking at birds in the tree. Listen to this guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry for laughing. How, I would like agree. Five years. Can you think of anything more important than this? Like, I'm no, serious. no, no. Because, no. like, the wins, like, there has been, like, draft lottery nights in the last couple of years were like, okay, we really want Lafreniere. We really want this guy and this guy. And they've been disappointed. And I, they could like be up there, but the problem is that you never saw like any real with the wings. And you know what I mean? Like we haven't seen the same yet saw from the Pistons issue from the wings. Is that fair? Sure. And I'm just like, and, and, and everyone on social media just talks about, oh man, I just can't wait for a Detroit team to be good. If you get some draft lottery luck, the Pistons will be good, like, and in that, like, pretty, like, they'll be an ascending team, like, with all homegrown guys. And then your cap situation, and that's two to three years, is going to be very solid. So I'm saying if the Pistons get a top three pick, which I, I like, if they fall out of the top five, I, I, I don't know where I go from. Like, I, like, I don't know what I do as a human. Yeah. Like, do I, like, do I burn, like, a, the KCP like I like some voodoo stuff. Like I don't even know no. what to do. Like how do we, we react to this? Yeah, well, you know, it's like, I don't want to break anything. It's pretty unbelievable that since 1985, when the draft lottery was introduced, again, the Pistons have not moved up in the draft lottery. So yeah, Collins, I agree with you. This is pretty. This is pretty big considering that this draft, in my opinion, is much bigger than the last last year's draft, um, which feels like it just happened because of COVID and everything. It was in the fall, yeah. but. The bottom line is, like, 
the Pistons are coming off a season with a very young, productive core that showed a lot of flashes. By the way, Sadiq Bay, first team all rookie. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, second team all rookie. So Thanks shout out coming. to those two guys. Killian Hayes is also going to be great. He just didn't play enough games. Dwayne Casey just signed his extension. The wheels are turning here. Like there, there is a productive core in place. And then Jeremy Grant. And yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like your youngest, your You're oldest player, players. your oldest player in the rotation besides Plumley is like Jeremy Grant. He's like 27. So I just think if you add a young guy who's like a top three pick in this year's draft, you know, like Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, uh, Jalen Suggs, then you're – yeah, Collins, I agree with you. I think you're a playoff team, like 7-8 seed this year. I really do. I truly believe that. Yeah, the East stinks too. So, I yeah. and you – and people will be like, oh, the Pistons adding one guy in their record. Like, they were very competitive the whole year. Also, they sat Grant in a bunch of games because they were tanking. Yeah, I mean, after like, the yeah, bounce break, I, they I, just I, shut like, them down, basically. Yes, their their record is not indicative of like the production they had this year. Like if you look at their wins, they're really good. We've talked about that a million times. But like, if you get into top three, I the thing about it, we're being so broad. So if you get to top three, it's not a workout. That that necessarily isn't true. And like everyone has their own guy. Personally, like I like Mobley, and I think I've talked about that like vigorously. Like that's why I'm fine if the Pistons get three. Or like four because I think Mobley right now is projected like a top like one or three pick or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people have kind of already locked in. They're like, okay, it's me, Cunningham, Mobley, and then one of the other guys. I think everyone's just like kind of locked those like three. I think as we get towards the draft, that will change. And I think you could see some people getting off Mobley because they're like, okay, we need one of these guards or win players like Jalen Green or Kabunda or Suds. Not like. I don't think it's like the end of the world if the Pistons maybe get like four. Like I think they could end up with Evan Mobley there. But out of the guards, like who do you guys like the most? I think we kind of talked about this, but like we might as well go into it a little bit more as with like yeah. lotteries tomorrow. Because that matters. Because like if you if you're all in on Cunningham, you need to get number one. Because I really I think he's the lock at number one. Yeah, I think so too. Like I, I like Cunningham. I'd love to see him in Detroit, but my guy is Jalen Suggs. I like him a lot. So you're fine not getting the first pick. So well, so so to your point, Collins, yes, I think nightmare scenarios falling out of the top four. Four is the last spot where I can talk myself I off the ledge and be like, they'll be all right. Well, I, we haven't seen Jalen Green, and I keep on saying Cabundra, but I do not think that's his name. I, I, I don't I don't know how to pronounce it either. So is not it Kaminji or Cabundra, but they're both win guys. I went to the D League and G League, and supposedly really good. But I'm I'm verbally I'm like visibly in the Jalen. So I mean, uh, Kate Cunningham camp because I was like, I, I, me and Trent kind of disagree a little bit on Killian. I don't know if he's like a franchise cornerstone point guard. If you really want to win bid, because I just Right now, I mean, his jump shot is just not what I, like, think it should be for a guy who can, like, consistently play crunch time minutes. I want Cade Cunningham. Like, I really, really want Cade Cunningham. I know I said, like, I think Mobley would be a really interesting fit because, like, wow, Pistons are going to be really good to play, which is a historic trademark of this franchise when they're good. But, like, Cade Cunningham, you have a guy who's probably in the last five, like, in the next couple of years is going to be, like, considered a top like 20 draft i mean like trade asset like i truly believe that i wherever he goes i think he'll be successful just based on the fact that he has a great feel for the game great jump shot and i know his numbers are like that and if you watch him at oklahoma state 
like late game situations, he's awesome. So I, 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 I'm all in for Cade Cunningham in the first pick. Like I want it. Like I visibly like want it. It's not like, please don't just screw us and get us in the top three. I want the first pick because I think Cade Cunningham makes a substantial more difference than any other guy. I truly believe that. And and when I say, and you're like, what you, you just contradicted yourself. You just said Evan Mobley. You really like Evan Mobley. If you're not getting Cade Cunningham, I want Evan Mobley. I don't want Jalen Suds. I don't want Jalen Green. I don't want Kaminga or Kabunda, whatever that guy's name is. I want Evan Mobley. He's my second option. I truly like, I don't know. I It's like Kaminga or something. It's Kaminga. What? Kaminga. Is it Kaminga? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kalabunga. Kabunga. Kabunga is a sick name. My my bottom line here, and this is the last thing I'll say, the Pistons have a 14% chance at number one. That is a three-way tie at the number one odds, okay? It's Houston, Detroit, and Orlando with a 14% chance at number one. So, Collins, you're exactly right. I don't think it matters what happens. Cunningham is going number one. So, if you're all in on Cade Cunningham, the Pistons need the first pick. I don't want to psych myself up and get get my hopes up for that. But, yeah, I'm I with Collins. Think, I, I... I think people have sold themselves too much on like, Hey, if you get in the top five, you're getting this generational talent. Yeah. I, I'm not, I and, you, and Suds could hit. I like, I could see a scenario. Suds. I could see a scenario where Mobley's like that or green, but like when you're thinking sure thing, I truly believe Kate Cunningham's a sure thing. And I don't know that about the other guys. I think Jalen Suds will be a nice NBA player for thin, but like when I think of Kate Cunningham, Okay, this I'm not putting him on the same level as Zion or something like that. I just think he will be a very, very good offensive player in the NBA. Like I know that for a fact, especially how the game is played right now. And I think more people need to be like, okay, let's get the first. Like, if we get the first bit, this is going to be a lot different. Like that, like a lot, lot different. Like this, their Pistons are getting a little bit more media attention, a lot more excitement around the franchise, and you're set up now in two years. Because they're not, they're not going to be like some four seed right off the bat. I just like it, you just right. that's just happen. But like you could be really frisky next year if you get a guy like Cunningham. And then down the line, when Jeremy Grant's contracts up, now you have some options. Like, what do we want to do with this roster? Because they have a lot of flexibility. Yep. They really don't pay anyone that much money other than Jeremy Grant. So I'm just saying, I I, I think Cade Cunningham fat like gets the window a little bit faster and more than guys like Dodds and Green and. So call him Kabunga, not his name. Yeah. Okay. So you're, <laughs> my my the case I wanted to make for Suggs is simply like I personally am in on Killian being your ball dominant like ball handler point guard. I think and, and that's a good point. I think Suggs and him could play together. I think so too. And Cade Cunningham is a little bit more of a ball dominant guy. And but if you're at number one, you got to take him. Or if he falls yet to you take him. We'll, we can have all those conversations later. My 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 point for Suggs. Is just that you look at this roster right now, and the only place that I can't stand where the minutes go is shooting guard because it's constantly Wayne Ellington, and I want to gouge my eyes out because I'd rather watch <laughs> Frank Jackson play. So it's just like you got Sadiq Bay who can play two through four. You know, you have Isaiah Stewart who plays the four, the five. You have Killian Hayes who plays the one. You have Saban Lee who's a backup one and two. I just like the young core they got, and I guess I just would rather pick a Suggs who slides right in there at two, you plunk him right in. To me, that's a, it's a low seed playoff roster in 2022, but we can have all these conversations later. Pistons have a 14% chance at number one, 52% chance at a top four pick nightmare scenario for me as they fall out of the top four. Rabs, are you going to be watching? Like, yeah. It, it, uh, no, yes. no, that's like the thing. Cause 
I think I generally think this could be like sneaky, like the most like universal social media thing, like Detroit sports thing we've seen since. I don't even know. Know what I mean? Because like the Red Wings, I th- the Red Wings, the NHL draft lottery just doesn't have the same juice as the NBA one. It's just a, a fact of the matter. It's just the NBA makes it a bigger deal. So I, I honestly think this will be like the biggest social media event in like Detroit sports in the last like four to five years. Truly believe that. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say with the NBA, obviously the rosters are a lot smaller. So with the NHL, I guess you know, again, you're only, you have two rounds of guys going in the NBA draft. So, and I think it's a lot more clear to people because I just think more people watch basketball, and it's like you know, you hear some of these guys in the NHL like of names you've never heard, and if you're not a hockey guy and you're not following the Swedish elite league and all these different leagues overseas. Like there's some guys where you're like, I don't really care if we pick at five or six, I don't know who's going to be there. I'm not, I'm saying the average fan probably. So yes, I would agree. The NBA draft lottery has more juice. Um, it, It, you know, I shouldn't say that like the Pistons have a real chance to get one, which is why this is more exciting than the Red Wings having a chance to get one, because you'd think being the worst team in, really NHL history would land you the number one pick. And that was a very substantial draft in which I think they still did very well with Lucas Raymond, but yeah. Hey, no, before, it wasn't, we, that was a similar thing. It's like, we want Lafreniere. Like I, I, oh, too yeah. For that. yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I, it'll be cool because I think that you, you look at this draft and I don't think, I mean, Cade Cunningham to me will go number one. I think there's going to be, I, I would say, it's not clear cut with everyone. I, just, I mean, I, I would say Jalen Green probably has some like looks at like, well, he's been playing in the G League. So, you know, maybe you give him a look at one, but I think it would be cool just like, and that's the thing about basketball too, is like, there's just more buzz about some of these guys, you know, like it's, it's, there, there's, there's more buzz about Cade Cunningham than there was about Alexi Lafreniere, at least in the grand scheme of sports. And that's probably stupid to say and like, no duh, because again, basketball is a more popular sport here. But, for me, if you get the first overall pick, it would be exciting. You can make a whole big deal out of it, and I think Cade Cunningham's the pick. If you don't get number one, I would actually say Jalen Green just because I think he can score the basketball. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I watch a ton of G League basketball by any stretch of the imagination. Actually, I'll, fa- I'll check that. I have watched zero G League basketball this year, but – you know, you watch your highlight tapes, you read up on these guys, and it just seems like Jalen Green's a pretty dynamic scorer, and that's what this league is about. I mean, if you, I think it's way too early to just throw in the ship and be like, oh yeah, well we'll get a we'll get a new guy to play the one, and Killian will just figure it out somewhere else. Like you need you need to let the kid get some run. I mean, he's only been in the. I mean, he, he was hurt all this last year too. So, I think to me, it's Jalen Green. I understand where you're coming from with Evan Mobley. I think, you know, having a six eleven presence to be your, to be your five when it, and someone other than Mason Plumlee is very attractive, but as we'll talk about later when it, when it comes to talking about the NBA playoffs, I, and I said it with Andre Drummond, there is no reason to go put all this stock and not that you're going to be paying Evan Mobley a ton of money right off the bat, but you know, for a guy to be picked that high. And if he pans out then you're paying him, you know, stupid money, he's not Anthony Davis. And so he's actually, he actually can play offense on like Andre Drummond. (laughs) That's, that's fair enough. And I guess if he can score, he can score, but I would rather, you know, see you get a scorer like Jay. No, I get you. That's that's all. That's all I really have as far as the, uh, as far as the NBA draft goes. Um, Obviously when, when we see where the, where the Pistons are going to pick after tomorrow, we'll be able to talk a bit more about, I mean, Hey, if they're picking number one, I think the conversation's over, but if they're picking two, three, four, 
whatever, then we can, we can talk and, and dissect it a bit more. But um, with that, we'll move on to the Tigers. Main thing I want to talk about here. I mean, I, I'm trying to rack my brain back at where we last talked. I know they swept the Royals, which was nice. The Royals have been like a really weird team this year. I got at the beginning of yeah. the year, they were kind of hot and they were on. Now they're just falling off, but good sweep. They have a there. Weird roster. Yeah, I, it is bizarre. I, it always trips me up when Andrew Benintendi. It's been, that is bizarre to me. I'm like, why yeah, did the Red Sox give this guy up? <laughs> like, I'm just yeah, mad. I know, seriously. But so you sweep the Royals, you go to, I guess Anaheim, right? And you you avoid the sweep yesterday with a nice five to three win. You pull that one out. You'll see the Cardinals back at home at Comerica Park for a bit of a homestand here. That game's tomorrow at 7, 10 p.m. That's like if I was going down to Comerica Park, I would love to go see the Cardinals play. I, I, I mean, Nolan Arenado is one of my favorite players in the entire league. I think he's one of the best players in the league too. Um, but I digress. Uh, so I guess the big talking point here is Matt Manning. After what seems like I, I swear to God, if you would have told me that Matt Manning was a Tigers first round pick in 2013, I would believe you. I, I think he was what 15. I don't know, dude. I 2013 sounds right to me. But that it's like it again. I it's it's like beating the dead horse here about about this team and how long it takes these guys to come up. And Grant, I think Matt Manning is 22, 23. Yeah, he's um, young. He so he he he's young. I mean, I'll, you got to give him that. And in pitchers, especially, it takes time to develop. So whatever, he's here. Matt Manning is here. Uh, that game that he pitched in on Thursday, they lose the Angels seven to five against Shohei Otani. Um, five innings, four hits, two earned, two walks, three strikeouts for Manning. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, for actually, no, I'll keep going on this. Then I want to talk about the YouTube crap, but, um, to, to me, you always hear like with Matt Manning, he's like, Oh, he's got the live arm and he really does. He really does. I think at, at first, um, in his first couple innings, he was getting behind in counts early. And that, that to me is just, I, I've watched baseball for so many years and I sound like a broken record, but as a pitcher, you cannot get behind in counts, walks, kill. So at first, I'm sure the nerves were there. He was sweating his ass off too, but he settled in. He throws hard. I mean, he's consistent mid-90s with his fastball. Even his fastball looks like – I don't know if he just throws a – just a two seam or whatever he throws for his number one pitch. It could just be a four seam with just some nice movement on it, but he's got some nice movement on his pitches. That curveball he throws in the dirt is just unbelievable when he, when he gets on top of the ball and he throws it well. So all things considered with watching Matt Manning, I am very happy that he held his own. It's not like the angels are some like world beater of a team. I did not realize how bad Matt Manning has been in triple a this year. Oh, He's been like, awful. Like his numbers were horrible, but I at least appreciate the fact as a guy that comes on here every week for the last X amount of years and just bitches about how, why are you getting guys like Urania and Teheran and all these stopgap bullshit guys in the starting rotation, let your young guys go. So I appreciate the fact that despite how bad Manning's been in triple a, they've at least allowed him the opportunity to come up and pitch. And I get you, you got some injuries in the starting rotation, um, you know, and at a certain point you got to kind of let the kid go and, and, and settle in. So I'm not, I'm not mad that like, Oh, he's not ready, whatever. Like let's let, just let him go. I, I, I swear to God, I think 2015 sounds like first round draft pick, Matt Manning. Like that's, that's what it is to me. And I'm going to stand by 2015 without even fact checking it. 
but um, I thought he looked good. Live arm, like I said, he's got a he just he's got that look, you know. He's like that long, tan, handsome. Shout out SpongeBob SquarePants. But he's got that look of a pitcher where he's like, this guy can just step up and throw gas, and his pitches are gonna move. And so yeah, I, I would say I, I was I was impressed with Matt Manning. I'm very excited to watch him pitch in the future, and I hope they at least keep him up here, and let him get some run. Um, but. That's that's my thoughts on him. I'll let you guys jump in too. I want to talk about the YouTube TV, YouTube live bullshit. And then we got some things to talk about too. Bo Burrows gets sent back down. Um, Wilson Ramos, I believe, was just straight up released, it sounds like. So um, get, we'll get your thoughts on Manning, and then we'll move around the uh, the diamond here with some more Tigers news. So, Rebs, you thought he looked good? I did. I think he's done a lot of work with his secondary pitches. I think that was obvious. And there was a lot of hard hit balls that he was fortunate that the Tigers, like they played awful in the field for him too, which it makes it like kind of funny. They always do. They're, they every, are, every, right. every like semi good pitch he had, they like were awful in the field, but every bad pitch he had, they hit it right to one of the Tigers defenders. Personally, like I, I've been like down in Toledo listening and watching some of his starts. He just like, his fastball command's really, really good, and he's just had a problem with giving up home runs. His numbers look a lot worse than he really has been. They truly have been because yeah, he I just he, he gives up like a bunch of home runs, which is like whatever it is, what it is. I mean, Justin Verlander gave up a bunch of home runs for a long time with the Tigers, but like I, I you need to I I think it's just clear that he's like when Struble came up. I want to compare him to Struble because I I. I don't want to compare him to Mize because I think when you first saw Mize, you're like, his stuff's nasty. If he can figure out his command, we can like, we'll figure it out. I just said, I Manning has a year or two to iron out his secondary pitches and, and honestly, like his fastball too. Like, I just didn't think he was like, okay, this, his stuff's like top, top tier. And I, and Rabs, I agree with him. If you can get him around Chris Fetter, I really believe that he's going to get better and he's going to get in triple A facing like not as good talent. I mean, you know what I mean? I I, I don't need his confidence. Like you don't want his confidence to be completely shattered, but like if you get him around Feder, who seems like he's like maybe a top 10, like pitching coach in baseball already in his first year, like he's just been that good with the Tigers staff so far, and especially with these young guys. So like, I, I I'm all for him being around getting an opportunity and letting him get a chance, but I'm not, I wasn't impressed by his stuff. I really wasn't. My, my thing here is, I, I guess I generally was, I, I only watched highlights. I wasn't able to watch the game. I forget what I was doing. But um, I guess it's just like, like Rab said, at least we're giving this guy a start, even if it's like baptism by fire, calling him up and two days later, just throwing him into the fire. Because, you know, if my memory serves correct, Collins, you brought up school and Mize. Those guys didn't look great in their first few starts. It was more no, just I, like you just kind of had that yeah, confidence that right. you they saw did. them. Yeah. You saw him and you saw what you could maybe work with, you know. And I, I just thought their stuff crazy. was better. Like, I, yeah. like I Manning's fastball looked super straight. Like, I didn't like, like Rabs. I do. He has good fastball command. That's one thing. Like, you need in Major League Baseball. I just he couldn't get his curveball over the plate, which is whatever. It was his first start, so I'm yeah. not gonna jet like. Right, there's, there's, there's stuff to work with, I think. In my opinion, I think we're all on the same page there. But yeah, it'll be interesting to watch him in a second start. And Rabs, to give us a little PTI errors correcting thing, uh, he was drafted ninth overall in 2016. So there you go. Close. Close. But, yeah, I mean, 
I don't. I. I again. I. I don't mean to make it out like he like blew me away. I. I wasn't blown away by Mize's first start or Scoobles first start. I just think it. At twenty three years old, at six foot six, with the frame that he has, I. I. I actually thought the movement on his fastball was was pretty impressive. To be honest, I just. I don't know if it's the arm slot or just where what he throws as far as his pitch mix, but. I remember, you know, you, you see him go 95 with a fastball and come back 77 with a curveball. It just drops off the table. Does he throw it for strikes? No, not, not, not that I witnessed. So, I mean, that just, it's another piece of development of being able to, you know, locate, locate your off-speed pitches, locate your breaking balls, throwing them for strikes. And, and like I said, the first couple innings, he, it felt like he was behind in several several counts. I don't know what his numbers are as far as strikeouts in minor league baseball. Like, I mean, he only had, what, three or whatever that I read off. But I, I there was nothing that I saw from him where I was like, yeah, like this guy's just not going to be able to make it happen in, in the major no, I'm not. He's got the body just... and – I, gotta I think there was, kid's body. he's a top 25 prospect in baseball. There's like, it's not like, oh, this is just another guy that's like, like a fun Cowser or like, even like a Burroughs. So I believe it was a first round pick too. But like Manning has real like national buzz to him. I'm just saying, I, it's not first game. I, and what I've seen, it's lead off. I just, I don't think he's just there yet. And I, it's going to be interesting in the next few games. I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, other parts of the Tigers news I kind of hinted on. I think Bo Burrows was designated for assignment. I, I, I don't know if he. I don't know how that works. I'm trying to think of why I was reading, and I was like very concerned about reading that he was sent down because of some. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea how it works. I'm assuming he's just back in AAA. But yeah, as you said, Collins. I mean, like another guy who is just like Burrows, Funkhauser. Like, all right, like, can any of you guys like? Funkhauser, yeah, he's been. I mean, in, he's been in certain. He's been. Again, I just, I, I always think about like, I, I, I sound like a broken record, but I just these names run through my head of these. Yeah. Oh my God, the Tigers pitching is the pitching prospects are, and and I just haven't really seen it yet. And I got Mize, give him some time. School will give him some time. Manning, but between Burroughs and Funkhauser, I, I, the, the years just escape me of. So Burroughs was the 2015 guy. Burroughs is 2015 round one pick 22. So it's like, okay, well, clearly your time as a starter is, is not going to happen. So if you can stick in the pen, like that's great, but whatever. Um, Wilson Ramos is gone. I mean, I guess Grayson Griner has been hurt and I don't see him making his way back into the lineup with, with Haas and Rogers and, Again, Dingler and uh, Torkelson were called up to double A, I believe. I don't know what Riley Green's status is, but he's in double A too. Everyone's making some moves up the pipeline, which is great. Do I think that you'll see any of those guys I just mentioned in the major leagues this year? Probably not, Um, but I could be wrong, and it'd be cool to be proven wrong. Daz Cameron, too, has been decent, timely hitting. Uh, I mean, I don't think that Daz Cameron's a guy that is showing signs of he's going to bat 310. Like, batted like 340 in triple A for like a month. Just a heads. I, I just, you know, again, I, he's got to put some weight on too, that man. Dude, yeah, he's a small guy. He's got some demerit vibes. But other than that, I don't really have a ton more on the Tigers. I mean, again, there's so many games to talk about and we can dissect. I still, I don't know. Have we, have we talked about this yet? The fact that I, and I love Miggy, but can we get someone else to just like, can we, can we try to put someone else to bat? cleanup and i i know like for the last month i think miggy's like been hitting the ball really well but the average doesn't doesn't 
show it. It's not like he's mashing the ball out of the park. And again, I, I love Mingy, but like, can they move him down maybe and just try, try something else? Like scope, scope's been there, though, really Rams? good. I don't know. That's the thing is they don't have anyone that can back cleanup. I, I hear you on that. I don't think, ha- I don't think Haas is the guy. Um, they, they play Haas like sparingly. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And again, he, he had a nice bat for a while there too. So I don't really get that, but that's my thing. I don't know. I, I, you're completely no, like, right. I, they don't have that, a cleanup not... hitter, but it's like, really like Miggy every single day. We don't even think for, for as much as this lineup gets shuffled around and shoot, put in the blender and spit out, like we can't give another guy a try. So what's it called in your dream scenario? Like you're taking Stolp because I think he's going to be the Tigers all-star guy this year. He's just yeah, been that productive. That, the last that was bad in like 198 for the longest time. He's right. He's wrote like right. Yeah. For last like month and a half. So, um, I I mean I guess Stope you could put a four. I agree with you, but I just know that they're if they're gonna be bad. I don't think they're gonna try in like like maybe he's one of those guys where he just gets as much rope as he wants, especially in the Tigers organization because he's the best player to ever play for the Tigers, just like point blank. Yeah, I, I don't think anything it's like a discussion. So like, I got no rebuttal. The one thing that like. It's kind of funny, though, because he doesn't have, like, revs. I feel like if we were talking about, like, if they would have won a title, the conversation around Miggy would be so much different. You know what I mean? In what way? Like, everyone's kind of like, everyone's like, we love Miggy, but, like, get this guy out of here. You know what I mean? We're all kind of in that same page. We're like, we love Miggy, everything he's done, but, like, time to move on. I feel like if they actually won a title, they'd be like, how dare you talk about Miggy like that? All the years he gave you, like... It's just kind of weird that how people talk about Miggy, but I agree with you. Like, I think Miggy, like, he has no, like, juice in the bat power-wise. I still think he can handle the bat in certain situations. I think he's, like, if he if the Tigers actually moved on from him, say they, like, do what they did with Pujols this year, who's actually been kind of successful in L.A., like, he's actually kind of had a nice little stint with the Dodgers. Like, I think he could be, like, a nice, like, five or six hitter. Like, you actually put, like, productive hitters around him. He'll figure it out because he's just that talented still. Like with the bat in his hand, like I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like you, you lean on Miggy in the four slot, and it's like you're almost setting him up for failure. And my my uncle David says this all the time, and I think he is 100% spot on. No one is afraid to pitch to Miggy anymore, and they haven't been for the last two or three years. Like you can throw him anything. You can, like he'll, he'll he just would he straight up just flat foot waves on fastballs like down the middle of the plate. Like that just. It is what it is, and it's sad to see. And the thing about Meggie's because of how good that he is and was, is like you're just waiting. You're like, okay, like he's gonna end up getting hot here, and he'll finish batting like two seventy five. Like you're almost like waiting for it. Like why is it not happening? Yeah. But I don't know. I, I just would yeah, like to see them done. try something else. Yeah, no, you're right, Rabs. I I don't think people people kind of like not talked about that for a while. I it's I think everyone's like Meggie's done. I think we all know Meggie's done, but like. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I there's it's again, Miggy. I'm like, just let him bat four exactly. until he doesn't want to. Exactly. I'm not I'm not I'm done with trying to force him out. It's it's just not gonna happen. Let him play out his career here and let him do what he wants to do. The other thing, I'm not gonna come on here every week and tell you how how much I can't stand watching Nico Goodrum play in the field, but whatever. I think he's clearly sleeping with someone's wife or he's got dirt on someone, but I just one error game. One error. I, I mean, it's, a, it's unbelievable. It's automatic. Um, whatever. That's Tigers talk. Um, and now 
as we have completely flipped the script here on the Motown rundown. Let's talk about all things not Detroit sports because, hey, let's Wait, be Rabs, honest. You got to talk about Rajay Davis. Oh, my God. <laughs> back, back up. Back up the bus. You're Did right, you guys Towns. Think you should appreciate uh, Jack Morris after watch. Let me. For, here's here's my first here's my first gripe. This goes back to the Matt Manning thing. Thank you, Ryan Collins, for reminding me. I don't understand what is going on with the TV deals, or if this is how MLB thinks they're going to like reach the youth and continue to grow the game. It's easier to watch Valley Sports for me, but. I, I I have to hear all week long about finally, after five years of hearing his name, Matt Manning is pitching against the, or is pitching for the Detroit Tigers on Thursday against the Angels. And I didn't even think twice about it. But here comes around game time and I'm trying to watch every pitch. It's the most excited I've been to watch the Tigers in a long time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch every pitch. I'm going to give my analysis on the podcast. I'm going to see what I like from this guy, what I don't like. And I'm surfing through the channels for 15 minutes. I go right to Bally Sports Detroit. Nothing. Bally Sports Detroit Plus. Nothing. God, maybe they're on ESPN tonight because Shohei Otani. Nothing. Not on ESPN 2. Not on ESPN U. Not on ESPN Red, Blue, Green, White, You, Me, whatever. It's nowhere to be found. And then I go to Twitter and I'm like, oh, YouTube game of the week. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I fire up YouTube and I, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my bed as I have like, I, there's a, probably like a hockey game on or whatever. And I have my phone three inches from my face watching this game. And if that's not bad enough, like the, the, I don't get the YouTube thing and at least it's like free to everyone. Cause I initially thought I got to have YouTube live to watch this shit, my own team. So that, and it was criminal that they stole that from the Tigers broadcast to, to allow Shep and Morris as bad as I think they are to allow them to announce their own like starting pitcher rookie debut so that was bad in itself, but I like Matt Vaskurgeon. I really do. And I, just because of playing video games all my life, I think he's got a great voice and I think he, he he's decent in his job. Rajai Davis, who I'll always remember Rajai and respect him for what he did here as a tiger, blah, blah, blah. The Will grand you? slam walk off the grid. That's it, dude. That's my, that's like my Rajai Davis respect is he had a grand slam walk off. That's the only thing I remember from his time here in the unreal home run against the Cubs in game seven of the playoffs of the world series. Those are my two Rajai Davis things. He's a nice man. It was his broadcasting debut and they should have made him retire on air and apologize to everyone. It, it was the, and I felt, was, I, I felt bad. I felt bad. It was, because, it got to the point where like someone help him. Like it, it was like, it, it was, was like I, someone help him. Please. I understand that that is not an easy job and it's not for everyone. And just because you're a likable guy and you were a, a relatively decent player and you think you can, you think you can do it. And maybe you're, you're an intelligent high IQ guy. It doesn't always translate. And maybe I, I can't even give Rajai Davis the benefit of the doubt that he'll be like better round two. It's just, it's not for him. Put him in, make him a bench coach in like double A or triple A. Let him work himself up the ranks. He was so bad 
at his job, just, just from like the, like something would happen and I got to listen to Rajai for like 30 seconds, give his analysis and just the most bland, like just blatantly obvious. Like when Miggy got hit in the head with a fastball and I got to hear Rajai Davis go, God, getting hit in the head with the baseball, that's just not what you, it's just not what you want to see. Like, really, Rajai? I gotta listen to you explain to me why getting hit in the head with a major league fastball is like scary. Like, that's why they brought you on, bro. For me to sit here and watch Miguel Cabrera take a fastball to the temple and have the ball bounce 15 rows into the stands, and you're gonna tell me that that's a scary play in baseball. Like, I don't, there's no, you don't add anything of value to me in that circumstance. And then I think he's interviewing Tarek Skubal and my God, Rajai is rambling on about God knows what about trying to ask him to say, like, I couldn't even explain to you what he was trying to ask. And I knew, I knew he had nothing because eventually he pulls up and he's like, He's like, Tarek, I got to tell you, because I completely forgot where I was going with that. It's like, yeah, dude, I can imagine it was it was uh, and they had like a third guy on, too. Yeah, I didn't know who the third guy is. I I told you I told you guys the last time the Tigers were on the YouTube thing, the, the other guy that was doing it was just so bad. And they got the gimmicky, like, oh, the, the fan vote player of the game. Yeah, no kidding. Shohei Otani. Like, yeah, of course. What's it? Just, I was so bad. I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine Versadian just in the booth. He's like, dude, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah. Just like, it's just like, you can tell like, at times he was like, it's okay. Rabs. You said it perfectly because Raja was like a guy who, like, if you remember, you did interviewed, you're like, oh, this guy's likable. He might be good in the media. He probably was like, I could do this, like, right off the dump. And then he just starts and goes, oh, no. Like, he just uh, mentally just like, imme- like, there's. There's no way he's like, I'm going to make a career out of this after that performance. Yeah. It was, dude, he asked, it was like, dude, he I'm asked not. Mike Trout if Atani speaks English. Well, that he might have been <laughs> asking he? Trout. Yeah. And every time, every time he would jump in, you go, Hey, Mike, it's Rajai Davis here. It's just been great watching you all year long. It's like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was. God, I love him. I love him. Yeah, maybe it was Trout. He was asking that too, but it was like, dude, the delivery was bad. And Vascurgeon a couple times was just like, it's okay. It's your first time. It's like, dude, when you got hit, (laughs) when you got got your, when you got your play-by-play guy like pumping your tires because of how bad you've been, like it's time to hang him up. So, my God. Rajai Davis. He's got enough money. Like, come on, just put yourself in a place in the game if he wants to stay around the game. But I just. God, you got to get some more reps in, but whatever. He's That's using a bench coach, not exactly. like a, a color guy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for the Tigers. Now we'll go into the national stuff. We'll do the trifecta to end the show. I don't even know how long we've been going here. I got to eat dinner still, whatever. Um, NHL NBA playoffs. I'm going to start with the NBA and let me say my piece. You guys can chime in. Admittedly, you guys watch more basketball than I do. I have been saying to you for weeks that there is no one on this planet that wants to see the Brooklyn Nets lose more than me. And my God, that all my dreams come true. That game, the first, admittedly, the first game that I probably watched like wire to wire of the NBA all year long. I watched that entire game for the most part. I had to sit through watching Chris Middleton do his thing, former Piston. Um, 
But first of all, I want to go to the end of the fourth quarter. I think the Bucks came out of a timeout when the game was tied, maybe. But the Brooke Lope was it Brooke or Robin Lopez Brooke. who gets like stuck in the corner? Like, do you guys remember, remember this play? Like, I didn't. I wasn't able to watch any of this game except for overtime. Oh my god! But he gets like stuck in the corner. Like, like who draws this shit up? But it was Kevin, an awful play. Yeah, awful. I mean, it was like how does that guy? How does that guy get the ball as it is? But. The Kevin Durant shot to send it to overtime. I knew it was a two immediately. I knew it was a two, but just, I mean, Nasty. I audibly, I audibly was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Like I, it was, it was great. Kevin Durant's a treat to watch play, but the overtime, there was like six points scored in overtime. They were gassed. They were dead tired. Yeah, it was unbelievable. There were like six. Points scored in overtime. I couldn't believe it. So that was a tough watch. But I gotta tell you, man, I I just don't like the Nets. I I, I would have had no problem watching Blake Griffin, who who had an unreal series, unreal playoffs for for everything it we've seen. From, was wild, Blake. I, and just to see that he's he's got some basketball left in him was. I, I like Blake Griffin. I'm never gonna hate on him for whatever happened here because you really can't. But between James Harden and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, just three of the biggest crybabies look at me guys to ever play in the league. It was just so awesome to watch them pack it up and go home. I, I, I can't even explain the jubilation that I had. I like Giannis. I'll tell you right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo could be one of the most overrated players in this league. Dude, you just this guy takes I got well, this guy takes 45 seconds at the free throw line. He can't do it he by himself. In game 7, what are you talking about? He can't do it by himself. He's not he's not he's a he's no a one star. No one by themselves except LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Correct. Like, never forget two people. that. People. No never one is comparing that. Giannis to LeBron. I'm this not is either. NBA Twitter stinks. I'm not he either. Can't appreciate a guy who's good. He's good. He's good, Giannis. Yeah, you he, just said he can't do it by himself. He was great in game 7. He's good. You got to take, you, you can't take that long at the free throw. Line. No, I agree. It's per, the fact that the NBA let it uh, like go on longer. was ridiculous, <laughs> but like, Hey, it's still, good it's for the Bucks. Rule. Good for the Bucks. Glad to see the Nets are gone. Um, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that series, but I, I have I, one. I have one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here it is. Hold- right after I yell about it, Trent is about to be like, this is why Katie's not as good as LeBron. I already yeah. know this. Yeah, Kevin. that is. That's is exactly that what, what I'm saying. Yes, because he let me let me just let let LeBron go 0 for six from the field in overtime of a game he seven. And, <laughs> Alex, I don't give a fuck. He, he went over six in, he air, and then he airballed the next one. He airballed his last shot of the season. Dude, LeBron and he's going home. Game, they went to overtime and they lost the Warriors. Because J.R. Smith forgot the score. Collins, don't do that. You know that. Oh, I had some choice words for J.R. Smith when I watched that live. Oh, my anyway, God. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't want to harp on this. I just think, like, this – and I'm not saying – I'm not even ripping Kevin Durant. Like, I'm not blaming him. What I'm simply saying is if LeBron James had done that, yeah, the world would be in flames right now. Like – I don't think yeah. so. That shot, that shot was so good in the fourth quarter. It didn't matter anything he did at OT. Yeah, it that's fair. That that's fair, but Trent's right. If that's LeBron, he's getting roasted for that for the rest of his life. 
I think okay. anyone is. Anyone is except KD. After playing 48 minutes, three straight games, and then not having the lights in overtime after, like, Harden wasn't doing anything. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, no you know what else? LeBron you know what else, though? You know what else? Brooklyn was up 2-0. LeBron once did it down 3-1. Yeah, because Ky- Kyrie got hurt and James Harden wasn't right. What do you – I don't I don't understand that. I tip my Kyrie cap got to hurt. KD. Sim- similar to how Kyrie got hurt in 2015 in those no finals. Holds it. finals are- Against LeBron. Okay, okay. Let's just move on. This is not worth our I time. My, I tip my cap. I tip my cap to KD. Um, before I go into the Sixers stuff, because I have a mouthful to say about the Sixers Hawks series. This this scenario right now, where we are looking at four teams, three of which have never won, and one of them has not won since like 1971 or 72. 71 bucks. This yeah. this is awesome and this is what i have been waiting for to watch i love seeing teams that have never done it get it done i love seeing teams like the hawks who no one thought they would be here the suns no one thought they would be here you got the young guy and trey young and all these guys on the hawks that are young and are just playing good ball together you got chris paul for the suns i don't really care about the lakers so much then you got the bucks who have been trying to get over the hump and it's like do you tear it down? What do you do? What do you do? And they finally get, they, they, they're, they're still rolling, which is awesome. But this series between the Sixers and the Hawks, I, another team that I just don't care for. I don't like Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons. I don't like Joel Embiid. I, I think watching Joel Embiid late in games where he's just absolute mush city is hysterical to me and him missing the free throws as bad as he did in one of the game six or whatever. But I, I have to, I have to call in the elders of the council on this podcast, the NBA guys, someone has to explain to me how it is possible that you play professional basketball and you do not have the ability to shoot. I cannot believe what I watched in Ben Simmons, who's supposed to be this all granted great defender. He he can dish the ball pretty well. I know his assist his assist totals are usually up there, but for this guy that's supposed to be this all NBA all star superstar trust the process ben simmons is the guy one of the best in the league to only attempt three shots in seven games worth of fourth quarters and to watch what i watched last night of him one-on-one with trey young in the post and he shimmies off of him and he's looking at a Ryan Rabinowitz bunny hop lay-in, Novi Cats AAU basketball. <laughs> and then to pass it, like it's like one of those things when you're under the hoop and you like gather yourself and you're like, I can't believe I'm this open. And you're like just waiting for someone to come over your back and send the ball out of the stadium. So you panic pass it. Like I've never, I've never seen anything like it. And then for Doc Rivers, who in his – Doc Rivers, I like Doc Rivers, 
Holy shit, is he he Dude. wow, just talk about a choke artist. Oh, he's oh overrated. Did you know that he has blown three three to one leads in the in the playoffs? <laughs> but 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 to go to I'm sweating. I'm I, I can't even believe it. I'm just I'm so so sweaty. For for him to go to the press conference and to be asked, do you think that you can win a championship with Ben Simmons as your point guard? He's like, I can't answer that. You ben Simmons, me? Ben Simmons had to have sold his house that night after hearing that comment. Did Just you hear Embiid? unbelievable. And Embiid's was worse. You hear yeah. what? Was? Yeah, and Embiid, Embiid to go. I thought essentially go. I thought that the game took a turn when we passed up a completely open shot and only made one free throw. Just that, completely dude, throwing right one of the bus. That literally, like the air out of the building. First of all. I mean, Trey Young played terrible for three quarters, and the Hawks were. And he never stopped shooting. He kept shooting, and which was good because he won them the game at the end of the game. So it was. I mean, Kevin Herter. Shout out to Mark Turgeon for his job. Shout out Maryland basketball. You said, <laughs> like Kevin Herter was like the third option at Maryland. Like I like what like what are we doing at Maryland? Sorry, this is a random college basketball tangent, but Rabs, I don't know. I don't know like what you do if you're Ben Simmons either. Because oh my god! Well, I I I don't even feel bad because I I can't he's 30 like mils, I, so I don't care. Yeah, he makes a ton of money, and I don't think Ben Simmons is one of those like cocky like talky guys. He doesn't really which, care. But it, it's just like I and to shoot like less than forty percent from the free throw, I go out there. And I shoot at least 50% from the line with the noise, with the crowd noise in the magnitude of the game. I'm shooting above 50. But it, I don't care how good you are on defense. I don't care how good of a passer you are. I don't, I, it doesn't matter. You have to shoot. Well, especially it's in today's not, NBA, you know, there's Ben correct. players, there's, there's Ben players like Dennis Rodman or like Red Wallace, our own, who just, suck on offense it's not even like it's not even ben simmons has never had a three-pointer it's not even like he shoots and he doesn't make he doesn't shoot it's the most bizarre it's the single most bizarre thing i have ever witnessed in my life in sports no i I, i'm agreeing with much money i'm agreeing with you they hang their head on this guy I agree with you a thousand percent because this is like the, the NBA in 2021 where the final scores are 125 to 128. And I got Ben Simmons out here. Who, yes. Never made a three pointer in what? Five years of his NBA oh career. God, he yeah. took three total shots in seven games worth of four quarters. Dude, I would rather you go 0 for seven. At least you're trying. And at least you gave your guys a chance to put the ball back. But Joel Embiid, who granted his, he's got a lot of tools to his game. I can appreciate that. I can't stand him. He's the biggest diva there is in the league. I can't stand Embiid, but my God, do I feel for him because you cannot, you cannot, even if you're Anthony Davis, you cannot be a four or a five, let alone a five, a true five and have to carry your team like that. It just ain't working. I mean, Seth Curry, like, was better than Ben Simmons, and that's not a hot take. It's just facts. 
They should be, you know what the, you know what the Sixers should do? They should get on the phone with the magic and they should go Markel Fultz for Ben Simmons. One for one, bring him back because at least Markel Fultz was injured and just mechanically couldn't shoot because of his injury. And I'm sure his brain was all messed up too, thinking he can't shoot. I, it, 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 I read today too. Ben Simmons declined invite for Team USA. You can't get anyone better than Ben Simmons to play. How is he invited? Who invited Ben Simmons well, to play? And like the, the and in his comment about he's got to focus on development. No shit, you can't shoot. Not only can you not <laughs> shoot, you don't shoot. You mentally cannot get. It's like me, dude. It's like when I come down, I am East, and everyone no, like swarms shoot. the you'll ball shoot. in the corner. He physically won't shoot. That's what, but it's like it's like the ball gets kicked out to me top of the key. I got a wide open shot, like and I like just freeze and like just like travel because I don't know what to do. He 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 needs to spend. He needs to see a sports psychologist. It, it's it's the mental thing. He's a basketball player, right? So you have to think that if he were to attempt to shoot, some of them got to go in. And I know he's had games where he like scores points. I don't know what the fuck has gone on with this guy, but they got to get this guy into in an insane asylum and, 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 and help him out because you cannot show up in the NBA next year and do this shit. You can't. And I would love to see, I would love to see Ben Simmons come back next year. And he's like making threes. I, this guy should not work on anything else besides shooting this offseason. And no shit, he's not playing for Team USA. What the fuck is he going to do on Team USA? Get this guy in the gym tomorrow. I And just to see a guy get universally ripped, and I got to see the tweets of, if you ever feel useless, just remember that Ben Simmons wears a shooting sleeve. And in, in, in the, the side-by-side picture they got of Carlton Banks when he's looking up at the – the shot. The KD one was really funny too. Yeah, oh, that was that was that was KD. Yeah, sorry, that was not Ben Simmons, but it's like, oh my god, I I hate to just, uh, just, so just drag it on. I was but... about to ask, you're, you're just gonna be like, I was gonna be like, would you guys take a flyer on Simmons? Because I would. No, take... fuck no. See, ask... right. no, because because Collins, there's there's if there's what thirty teams, how many NBA teams are there? Thirty. I, I'm just saying, I there's twenty, there's twenty that are like, we should go get this guy and give him a chance. No, I don't think that many. I, because he's made so much money. I don't know. I just think it would be like if the Pistons like took a flyer. I don't know what his deal's like. If it was like a thing where you had him for a couple of years, but like this guy was gonna be the centerpiece of a James Harden trade. Like he, he and, and <laughs> well, his value is, is so and, bad. Like, now. Actually, he is probably one of the best defender, probably a top five defender in the league. Yeah, people also saying, forget. Like, people also forget he missed the tournament at LSU, but that's neither here nor there. Whatever. He was really good at LSU, though. Yeah, he was good, but not, not good enough. Oh, well, that's, hey, that's if, they, if they – you, you, <laughs> Well, Oklahoma you, shouldn't have made the tournament, but uh, Trey Young gets to count for that yeah. after losing Rhode Island in the first round, even though they shouldn't have been in it, but whatever. Um, I'm just – Uh-oh. Collins is frozen. I – I don't think it would be crazy. Just take a flyer on him. He's like, uh, I, I, I th- it's a weird fit with him and Embiid. I, I think it's fair to say that he's never going to end up on the Pistons says he's a clutch guy. Like it's just not like, yeah. no, I, he'll, he'll go to a bid market. So I, I'm just saying, I, it was really bad for Ben Simmons. I don't know how you come back from that. Like, I really don't, but like, he's, he's out of feeling go, for sure. But like someone on Wikipedia, put him on the Shanghai Sharks roster. 
It's not like <laughs> like, I, like I don't feel bad, but at the same time, no, it's I like, don't. Oh I don't feel God. bad, but I'm just saying, like people are just like, yeah, he. I I think your people are just being so naive that he'll they'll never be like a a version of like him that he will be like he'll figure it out. I think he'll figure it out. Oh, of course stuff. he will. He's 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 young. Of That's course. what I'm saying. Like, just like, so oh, this bizarre. Is, like he's playing with another big guy. Like I think it's clear that he's like he can't be guard because it, you just sag all boards up the offense. But like like I like you can figure something out to make him a four or five and some other situation. So I don't know. I just I wouldn't like if the Pistons took a flyer on it. I unless they like. Because you're not giving up a ton. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, I'm not I, asking for them to like give a first pick in the draft away. I would be I would be sick to my stomach. But the whole trust the process thing I've been dealing for ten years. Like sounds good, guys. You got a dude, lot to can figure we, can out. Can we talk about how that didn't work too? I guess we don't need to go down this rabbit hole. But dude, they picked Nerlens Noel. Michael Carter Williams, Markel Fultz, a lot of bad picks. Jalil Okafor, shout out the Pistons. That did not. The process did not work. You can't intentionally lose for a half decade. A top five player in the league. So like, yeah. No, no, you're right. It it didn't work. Like the whole thing that Ben and him could play together. Because I, I mean, the Fultz thing was super weird. And what was Okafor? Okafor didn't make sense either. Okafor was just a bad pick. Like yeah. Fultz was just weird. Like, and it ended up, it's a bad pick and like play a little bit better for the magic before he got hurt. But it's, it's just, I don't know. You guys are right. I mean, the process didn't work, but like at the same time, like everyone's going to be like, this is why you can't tank and stuff. I'm like, well, the Pistons haven't tanked for 15 years and still suck basically. So don't give yeah. me that too. There's like, I would rather be in the Sitzer situation than the Pistons situation. I'd rather have a top five player. Maybe we can figure it out. Like, know what I mean? I just hate the people who's like, you should try and compete sometimes. I, like, I get why they were tanking. It's there's a it's a mix of both. It's a mix of both. Fair. Um, what else was I gonna say? I forgot. I, maybe I'm done with the NBA. Um, NHL playoffs. Suns, What'd you say? The Suns? Yeah, draw Suns. I don't. I don't need. To yeah, talk. we're Suns yeah, guys now. We're, we're... Also, Reggie Jackson just being very good for the Clippers is laugh out loud. Uh, no, and it, I, oh, it's rip your hair out kind of material. Even though I, I it's it's not. He I, was done in Detroit, like after know, that contract. But it's just like, what the fuck? Like, why couldn't you be this good there? He was, dude. That's like the thing. He was this guy when he was healthy. He was a decent player. People yeah. just hated that he did the hero ball stuff late games. My mic, Trent, Like me and you agreed on this very much that he was when he was healthy for the Pistons. He was factually a winning player. Yeah, I liked him. That's why I still do like him. It's just like no, I, like that's the thing. I people are like, oh wow, why can't Reggie Jackson be like this for the Pistons? I'm like we watch him night in night out. Like he was their best player that year. They made the eight seed. Yeah, he was not great in that playoffs. He really wasn't like that four game. You know, they played four games. I'm just saying. I don't know. It's funny to watch that. It's funny that Luke Kennard and Marcus Morris are riding the bench. Jackson is getting all these minutes out of all the former Pistons. Yeah, that is pretty good. Cool. But you're right. Go Suns. Go Suns. Let's go. Go Suns. Um, I do. I, I have. I didn't tell you guys this. I have to jump in with a quick non-ad read. Believe it or not, we're moving up in the world. Um, here's 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 my piece. So obviously on this podcast, we talk a lot of we talk a lot of smack. We argue. We go back and forth. Right. We everyone's got opinions on sports. It just it's just who we are as sports guys. Right. My buddy David has created this app. It's called Hot Takes Corner. 
And I have to give David a shout out because he's worked very hard on it and it's been a long process. And this is not an ad. I want to make clear to the FCC and whoever is listening, this is not an advertisement. We are not getting paid for this. I'm technically not endorsing it because I can't tell you to go download something, but I would recommend it. And I think you should, but I can't tell you that. No, you can, this is a podcast. You can say whatever the hell you want. There's no. FCC. I thought we couldn't do ads. No, no, that's the that's with live radio. Really? Yeah, we can do ads. We can do calls to action. Whatever the hell we want. This is a podcast. Okay. Okay. Well, this is a call to action. Hot takes corner. It's on the App Store. I'm not sure if it's on the Google Play Store, but if you have an Android, you got bigger problems than than trying to find this app. So figure that out first, and then you come back to me and we'll talk. Hot takes corner. It's an unreal forum for just like sports debating. It's all anonymous. He's got all these games loaded, all these matchups, all these series, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, NFL. Real simple. You click on a matchup, you click on a game, you click on a topic. Anonymously, you can say whatever you want. And then from there, the forum gets after it. They upvote you. They downvote you. They tell you you're an idiot and they get you bicker back and forth. It's what we do already as sports fans. So if you're going to sit on your phone all day and scroll through Twitter, or be looking through people's Instagram stories, you might as well make yourself useful. Hot takes corner, go download it on the app store. If you want, I'm still not sure. I don't believe you Trent that I can't do call to actions. So I'm going to tell I'm, until we confirm this, I would do it and I have downloaded it and I use it. You don't have to, I would recommend it and you should, but I don't know if you can legally, if I can say that, but it's completely it. free. It's completely free. You download the app. Let's say you want to talk about Ben Simmons. You go on there, you hit the Sixers, you hit the Sixers, you hit the uh, Sixers and Hawks series. You can go talk smack on Ben Simmons. I'm sure everyone would agree with you if you did. They give you the little flame. They upvote you. Boom, you're at the top. Now you're the big king. You're the king of the castle, king of the castle. Shout out Borat. Or I tell you, your take stinks. You get a downvote and you can get yelled at for a week on end and you're losing sleep at night because of it. It's an unbelievable forum for sports takes. You can talk NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We will do here in a second. Hot takes corner. Go support, go support friends of the pod, people helping people go download it today. If you want, I don't think you don't have to, I can't tell you that you you have to because of advertising and calls to actions and all these laws that I got to abide by that I've never actually seen before, but I just get yelled at whenever I do these things. Hot takes corner app store. Do it, do it, do it, do it. NHL playoffs. Now, Whew. if you, if you would have told me, that the Montreal Canadiens were going to be hanging in in a 2-2 series here with the Vegas Golden Knights, I would have told you you're crazy. I'll have to walk back my comment about yeah, I was Vegas say, was going to win the series in three. Well, I said Vegas in three. It was a, a comical. But, hey, what I have learned from this, if I haven't learned already from my many years of watching, following, playing hockey, is goaltending matters so much. And when you have Carey Price in that, and when you have – carry price in that you have a chance to be in every game i told I you guys that last week did i i did oh you did well i i you do said they had to... no sh- that's what you said last week <laughs> well no I, shot I, I hey look boy are my cheeks red but i go back to game one and i told you guys everything you own 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem everything you own responsibly on game one, Vegas and regulation, and I I got everyone trips to Aruba. Everyone's rich because of that pick. You're welcome. That was my free pick of the year. 
Everything else will be charged. StuFiner.com, StuFiner.com. Anyways, beyond that. So that series so far, I mean, it's just it's just fun to watch a competitive series. Like Montreal to me doesn't have a lot of flashy guys that I love watching. Like, if anything, I like watching guys like Corey Perry just take a stick in the face and he looks like he's like Freddy Krueger walking out of the locker room, like Shea Weber, uh, Jeff Petrie, Spartan alum. So there's, you know, it, it's just it's not the flashiest team, but I mean, clearly Montreal has been able to just come together and gel and like they're playing good hockey. And, and like I said, I didn't expect them to be here two two with Vegas. And, and now I got to go to Vegas side where it's like, they obviously dominate game one. Um, you know, game two is what it is. And I, I didn't think people expected Montreal to win a game in that building, but for, for Vegas to then go down two one in just the most devastating fashion of, you, you did the, the Mark Andre flurry blunder behind the net. Like that's a, like Vegas won that game. Vegas should have, should be up in the series three, one right now. And I'm never a guy to sit here and point fingers at one specific guy for losing a game. Cause you can always score more goals. Obviously you can always play better defense, but Vegas had the game one. They were out. They, they completely doubled up Montreal on shots. They were in control the entire game and Mark Andre flurry for half a second loses focus, loses the puck in his feet, squirts out to Josh Anderson. They bang at home. You go to overtime. And I knew as soon as they went to overtime, I mean, that's, that's just, it's such, it just completely sucks the wind out of your sails. If you're Vegas and you do all that work all game long and you blow it to go to overtime and Montreal's now got the momentum and you're playing on the road and you're, you're, I've seen it so many times in every sport of like the team just getting outplayed and you're doubling up, you're doubling the other team up on shots. And that's the team that loses. And that's what happened. Just bottom line. I could feel it in the air, even though Montreal was down like 45 to 25 in shots. I was like, you know what? They got here. The momentum is swung. They're going to win that one. So you come back with Robin Leonard and net for Vegas. And that was a very, very controversial move. And now the question becomes, who do you start for game five? But Leonard comes in and everyone remembers Leonard's start against Colorado where they got absolutely waxed. And I think everyone thought they were going to lose that game as it is because you had Vegas coming off of like what one day of rest and Colorado been sitting around picking their nose after they had just completely swept the blues. So not a game you can put all on Leonard, but Obviously, a little bit of skepticism coming in, but Leonard was rock solid, uh, made some huge saves, obviously only allowing the one goal, I think on like 28 shots, made some huge saves. He holds you in the game and Vegas in a game where I really thought after all I've said about Montreal, you lose that game and you go down 3-1 this late in the playoffs against a team that plays the way Montreal does. <laughs> good luck coming back in that series. So good for Vegas. Nick Waugh for getting the overtime winner. And now you're going back home. And I would like to think that you have the upper hand. The place is going to be absolutely buzzing. And now we come to the question of who do you play? And for me, it was a ballsy call to go with Robin Leonard. I think, I don't know if it was a move so much as to say like, all right, Fleury, you essentially lost us that last game. Or if it was a move of like, Hey, take a breather take the extra day's rest, collect yourself. You're coming back for game five, no matter what. I would not be surprised either way. I, I really wouldn't. If it were up to me, I think you got to go hot hand. I think the guys probably got up a bit more for Leonard. I think they were like, Hey, 
Let's go play for this guy. He's, and that's how Vegas is built, right? They, they, they wrote, I'm pretty sure Flurry and Leonard switched off every single game in the regular season. And they both had really good numbers. And just talk about the depth on Vegas. Like, that's what they're built on. So it's no surprise that they go to Leonard there. Like, it's not like if Carey Price has a bad game, I don't think they're going to Jake Allen. I'm sorry, but they're just not. And Jake Allen had a, a pretty decent career as a starter in St. Louis, and now he is what he is. But, you know, the, the goalie tandem of, of Leonard and, and Fleury is is rock solid and good for Robin Leonard. He's got a tremendous story, but I don't know, man. I Vegas was my pick to win the Cup, and I don't know if Montreal is just hot. I mean, you have Carey Price. It's just good for Montreal, I guess. Everyone's been counting them out, including myself. So Vegas will, will play that game tomorrow night being Tuesday, I believe. But – what a treat to have this series tied 2-2. And the, I, I've been texting my buddies who I'm going up north with for the 4th of July weekend. We might have some sports to watch, folks, if these series keep taking as long as they are. Between the NBA and the NHL, that is going to be fantastic. If you're up, if you're up north or wherever you're at 4th of July weekend, you got the NHL Stanley Cup going, you got the NBA Finals going to be awesome so we move into the other the other series now real quick as i know both you guys are falling asleep and no one's listening to me anymore at this point in the podcast i get it tampa bay and the islanders holy shit unreal series and i think even though i have the uh the uh knights to win the cup i'm an islanders guy now how do you not root for this team how do you not root for Barry Trotz? How do you not, not root for the Coliseum and its final seat? And maybe a lot of it's because of the barstool hype, and that's why I'm so in on it. But Tampa Bay, as time has gone on, I'm probably more confident now in saying that they're definitely a better team than Vegas. I think they're a better team when it just comes to on paper, talent-wise. I feel comfortable saying that. Vegas plays with a bit more jam than Tampa does at times, but Tampa's gritty. They'll get right in there with you. They, they will. So, and Vasilevsky, who's the best goalie in the league right now, in my opinion. So it's tough to beat them and especially being the Stanley cup champs last year. But I, I, you know, I, I knew that the Islanders were going to give these guys fits. I still think at the end of the day, I, Tampa was going to edge it out. Um, but, but, you know, good for the Islanders, man. I, another team that's just been counted out and overlooked. They don't have the flashiest guys, but they got some firepower up front. Barzell, you know, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee has been skating for uh, with the reserves. I don't know if it was a torn ACL, whatever his injury was this this earlier this year. The captain. I don't know if you'll see him come back if if they make the Cup final, but the Islanders on defense between Pellick and Pulak, who who's absolutely saves the game at the end of Game Four. Ryan McDonough comes in with like 0.3 seconds left. The shot fake Varlamov is in the parking lot. He's so far out of the net. Spinorama puck is going in and here comes Ryan Pulak sliding in, saves the day, blocks it with his chest. Unbelievable play like freaking who was it? Like Kenny Wu or Dwayne Robertson and Mighty Ducks who comes across the crease and blocks that shot big time. Blocks the shot. Like they Goldberg win. in like Mighty Ducks D3. Do you remember when they just moved Goldberg to like defense? Oh, he was horrible. Goldberg was a horrible goaltender. Yeah, Fair I know. It, it actually like bugs me that Julie the Cat Gaffney didn't get run in the junior good goal games. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but I, I just, just a great series and just goes to show that you don't have to be the most high octane team 
you know, the Islanders, like they're actually putting up shots. Like they're, you know, they're generating offense. There were a couple of moments too. I think it was game three or game four where you're looking at the stat. I think it was game four where you're like, Mikhail Sergachev, defenseman for the Lightning, has been on the ice for two minutes and 30 seconds. Like that's how that's how bad they can beat you up in your own zone. Like they can just hem you in and work you and grind you out down low. And Kyle Palmieri, what a pickup for them at the deadline. Uh, just just a, a, a great story of a team that was so close, has, has been kind of knocking on the door. Barry Trotz has just got these guys bought in. They're playing tremendous hockey. Semyon Varlamov has taken his game to the next level. And if they have to play Sorokin, I think that they're still going to be fine too, but they're going back to Tampa Bay. That game's, I think that game's already started. I got to look at it. Wow. We are, we, it is late. It's late. That game already started. I got to check the score here. If I can get this thing to load Two nothing Tampa. Oh my God. Five minutes left in the first Tampa's up to nothing. So whatever. Um, but the Islanders, hey, this series is going to go back to the Coliseum, whether you like it or not. It has to mathematically. That is a tough, tough team to beat in their own home barn in just the loudest, craziest, most unbelievable building that we have seen in a year or two because of COVID. And it is full force. And you're telling me you go back to Nassau Coliseum for game six, which, hey, if the game stays the way it is right now, two nothing lightning with five minutes to go in the first. If the if the Islanders are going back home for game six in what could potentially be the last game in that building ever, you gotta be smoking some crack to think the Islanders aren't gonna throw the house at you with their backs against the wall. That is gonna be a game to watch. This series is going to seven. Who's gonna win? I don't know. I can't tell you that. I don't have all the information yet, but Great series. NHL playoffs have been awesome. We can go talk about it on Hot Takes Corner, by the way. Uh, but that's all I got for the playoffs. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add for the NHL. We can talk a little bit of golf here before we go to the trifecta. I have uh, one big Rombo. thing on golf. Uh, Rombo's a sick nickname. <laughs> I Rombo? I just, I, that was sick. That was sick. I love, like, I just hate, like, the boners in golf who just, like, when they, like, make a putt and, like, they don't, like, get animated. Because if you actually golf, like, you get animated. And that's, like, the one thing I love about Rom. Because if he's playing bad, he might break every club in his bag. And if he's yeah. playing good, he he's, like, vintage, like, 2000, like, one Tiger Woods on, like, the putting green. So, I loved it. It was a great U.S. Open. Trent? Let me, let me say this. As someone who just got into golf – and just started watching golf. This was maybe the most fun I've had watching one of these tournaments. And I'll tell oh, yeah. you why. It Everyone is because, was falling apart. It is because Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, just absolutely like what it was just a, got a 45 a mess. On he became a mess. And I can't stand this guy. We could do all the stuff about how, like, talk about why. I, I don't need the whole like same like club bullshit, like swing out of your shoes. Uh, I, I just, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. And we're it. all, we're all barstool guys. So I like Brooks and that's it's not that. Even that. I, it's not, it's, it's not even that. I just hate the shambo. Okay. Like, well, for me, for me, it is that, but I, I hear you Collins. Like he's a hateable guy, even without that. If you like golf, I just don't understand how you like him. Like yeah. if you actually genuinely enjoy playing golf, like some of the science stuff, you're like, oh, this is interesting. And I'll say this, he's maybe, other than Tiger, he might move the needle more than anyone in golf right now because he's just that interesting. And he's almost like a clown show. He's like a clown. Like, 
Yeah, dude, he's literally like a circus act at the tee. I, I, every single time he tees it up, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, how is he not breaking every bone in his back? But like, I don't know. I, like, I just hate the way he plays. I hate to be the draw like purist type of guy, but it's no, just that's so okay. Annoying. You know why that's okay? Because like American sports change. Like we've seen the NBA go from a defensive league to an offensive league. We saw the NFL go from like defense and, and, and running the ball to now putting up 40 a game to win. Like that changes. The worldwide sports such as soccer and, and golf and tennis, like stop trying to just overdo everything and outdo everything. Well, it's not even that I change the game. You don't change golf. You do not change oh. golf. Jack Nicholas has the most major or whatever, most wins, greatest of all time, using wooden clubs. Like, I don't need to hear about how using the same length of clubs is more beneficial for you scientifically. I don't give a shit. I not even even that, Trent. It's just he just seems like a loser. He just really – like, he just seems like a guy you play behind uh, at a muni, and he's just taking seven years – waiting for the dream to clear like 300 yards. He thinks he can get his three wood there and then he pushes it right. And then he's yelling at the cart girl. He just seems like the, uh, someone who's miserable to be around. That's why I don't like him, but yep. shout out John Rom. That's the type oh of guy God. I want in my foursome. Yeah. You know, Bry- guy gets Bryson, after Bryson, as you said, Collins, I think you put it pretty perfectly. Some of the science stuff is interesting. And as a guy that really, yeah, really like, I don't care golf and like in the game and the, I appreciates the art of it. It's, it's interesting to listen to. I, Trent, I hear you to an extent where it's like it's kind of overkill. But the, the whole like Brooks and Bryson thing is just like they're honestly, I'm not a huge like Brooks guy either. He's kind of a diva, like to a certain extent. Brooks He's is, cool. Yeah. He's cool. But it's like I don't really get it, you know, and, and you know, like the Bryson, like jumping in the background of Brooks is like it's just so childish, but it's. I don't know. Bryson just bothers me because it's like, yeah, like you said, Colin, it's just, it's such a spectacle. It's such a spectacle. And I got to watch this guy come up to the tee box, like Kyle Berkshire. It's not a long drive contest, dude. And you wonder why you just fall off like in these tournaments so bad, because if you can't put your drive in the fairway in the U S open when the, when the, the rough is as thick as it is. And you gotta, you gotta place the ball on the green in such a precise spot and got to run balls up. And, and, and it just enough is enough, man. It's like, it's so sickening to watch. I got to watch this guy collapse. It's like, Oh my God. Where that was ball? awesome. He literally shot a 44. Ball? That was unbelievable. Yeah. No, I loved it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Well, that's a, that's like you guys. That's do. The best so I, I had Someone a great was- time. I had a great time getting drunk and watching Bryson DeChambeau collapse. No, that's like the thing. Fun. Like, it is great to watch someone just unravel. It's fantastic. It's a, one of the best parts of golf. It was just I, I, I to to the positives of the tournament. Louis Oosthuizen, yikes, man! Like, it's a tough course. An and idiot. He, he, he held like his- honestly, I, I he should get. That is honestly the dumbest thing I've ever seen him do on seventeen. Say no one. I'm going to play a nice little quick draw here. Hey, hey buddy, you can. Okay, we get the point. Collins is freezing. But I think well, we... Right. You got a poor five coming on 18. Don't try and be a hero. So stupid. Yeah, I, Sorry. I, it was nice watching Rory be in the mix, too. Brooks kind of made a, a push. Too. 
Morikawa had a had a, a tough hole on thirteen. That was, I like Morikawa a lot. Yeah, that was that was tough. Rory's a coward. I'm sorry. What an idiot. Collins, who do you if like? Who do you like? Rory just made a perfect ball. shot on every hole. He absolutely. He just like, uh, it's just not my day. Can you get animated <laughs> a little bit for me, Rory? You're like the most talented player on the tour, and you don't do anything in these big tournaments anymore. I'm sorry, yeah, but the John Rom, the the back to back putts on 17, 18 to take the lead. That I mean, that's like talk about to someone that doesn't watch golf. If I were to be like, hey, I need you to watch like a couple holes here and understand what's going on, and then watch these two putts go in and just see how animated he got in the crowd and to win it like that, just come from behind. Just it was just awesome. Good for especially after being bounced from the tournament last week or whenever it was, too, for the COVID thing. Like, good, good for him, man. He that's that's awesome. Then Phil, Phil helping his wife and the kid down the stairs too with a chair was awesome. Phil's Phil's just the best ever, but. I got nothing else for golf. We've been going forever. Trent, do we do a, do we fire off a quick trifecta here and let the people go? Yeah, yeah, we can. We can. Uh, okay, question one. What'd you do for Father's Day? Watched golf. Same. Wow. Thanks, and at Buddy's Pizza. Shout out Buddy's Pizza. So good. Overrated, overpriced. Okay. <laughs> you probably do like Jets? Yeah, love it. Okay, then don't. This conversation's moot. If you're gonna tell me that Buddies is overpriced and you're not gonna bring that up in the Jets conversation, whatever. I just think Buddies is overpriced. You get four slices for twenty bucks. That's just not. That's not accurate. Whatever. That's just not uh, the Father's Day. My dad and uh, my brother were in Indiana for a baseball tournament, um, so they were coming home on Sunday. They walked in. I think we ordered dinner from China Cafe. No free ads. I picked it up came home eight and then everyone went to bed that was got my dad golf cleats for father's day that was that was a a nice little i walked in on saturday to dick's sporting goods no free ads um and i was like looking i was walking around for a half hour i "I don't know what to get so i left and i went back on sunday i'm like you know what getting them golf cleats you don't like them they're not the right size exchange them here's the gift receipt so i did that i walked back in got some got some cleats for them um, that was my father's day. Happy father's happy father's day to all happy father's day to the Motown rundown fathers and to all nice. fathers. All right. We got my dad some craft beer and we watched golf. That's all we did. There oh. you go. <clears throat> all right. Question two. This is an advice question. I am oh, going yeah. to the Cleveland Indians game on July 3rd with my buddy. Uh, we are going to see them play the Astros. My question is who the hell do I root for? There are a couple of things that play there. Astros. Neither well, yeah, but I, Collins, I hate the Astros. They're like my second favorite. I hate it. Doesn't Astros? World Series. First of all, yeah. you don't root against anyone. You're just there to have a good time. No, well, that's you don't need true. to be a hardo. That's, that's true. Maybe you, maybe maybe you throw like a 15 bomb on like the Indians before you get into the Ohio state line. So you got a rooting interest. Yeah, that, see that you would be. To, you don't have to have a, like a chief Oahu hat on, but if you're gonna do it that way, you might as well just throw a tenor on a game and have some rooting interest. Well, because the thing for me is that the Indians, the I words, they are my least favorite friend, like the least my least favorite team. Then you root for the Astros, dude. Yeah, you don't have then, to. Root but but for my anyone. buddy, listen, yeah, my that, buddy is taken. That's right. You don't have I to. Feel like I have whatever. Okay, never mind. Question three. Final so, I have a, I have a little piece to say about this. This is okay, probably a, a song for another time, but 
I I'm always a big fan of of watching. Like for example, I I went when I visited my uncle in Arizona to watch Michigan State embarrass themselves in front of Arizona State a couple of years ago. We went to a Diamondbacks game. I don't know who they were playing. I have a Randy Johnson jersey, just like I had to darty in. So naturally, I wore it to the game. It's a weird spot to be in as a fan if you're going to a game and don't have a dog in the race because I'm not buying merchandise from another team just to wear to the game. And I don't want to be like that guy that shows up like wearing a, just a plain t-shirt, um, which I don't think is a terrible play. I just don't like doing it. But you know, the guys that I can't stand the guys that like, you're at a Tigers game, for example, and they're playing the blue Jays. Yeah. And they're, wearing a, wearing, they're wearing a Marlins Jersey. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, I, I love those guys. Oh my God, dude. I dude, can't. the Lions teams are the best about that. I, me and Trent have definitely talked about this a million times. Yeah. But you go to a Lions game, you're just like, why is there a Von Miller like jersey in section 20? <laughs> like, you, like, you get that more than anything ever. You're like, dude, what? You're like, wait, what? That guy's had a Russell Wilson jersey? It's like Peyton Manning retired 10 years ago. Why do you have his Colts jersey on? Like, it's the Lions game is the king of that. Yeah, in general, I don't love that principle. But I think what I'll probably do, Where what I'll probably do, I'll wear like a LeBron shirt. Not like a jersey, not a jersey, just like a no, little. He's jersey. exiled in Cleveland, though. No, they love him. Stop, they love him. Why the hell would he be exiled? We're not going down that rabbit hole. But raps, that was maybe the dumbest thing you've ever said. Last question. What? <laughs> Last question. What you know, you said you said he's exiled in Cleveland, LeBron James. Yeah. The greatest thing to ever come out of Ohio. Yeah, but they 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 don't like him. They appreciate it. They don't like him anymore. They love him. What are you talking about? He, he did him dirty. Raps, they won a championship 52 years, and he came back and won it for him, and All then right, they like him. All right, they like him. They, I've, I've, I've got a story about that. I'll tell you off the air, whatever. Uh, eliminate one. You have to eliminate one. Jason Derulo, Chris Brown, or Usher? This, oh. is, <laughs> this is because, for one, this is a Collins question. For two, Rabs was talking about Bruno Mars earlier, and it got the wheels turned. So, Jason Rulo, Chris Brown, and Usher, you have to basically remove one from existence. I think, what's it called? If we're, you're like 10 years older, I think there would be a bigger case for Usher. But since we're a little bit younger, I, I'd have to get rid of Usher. And yeah. I like, I feel like I don't I, – Usher's had some bangers and stuff, but, like, the last, like, five to ten years, he hasn't been as he's, – he's just older. He probably has more money. He doesn't want to, like, do this stuff anymore. Derulo, every three to four years, will come out with, like, a summer banger. Dude, he's so, just, so underrated. They, Jason Derulo is, like, incredible. Like, no, if, he, you, go, if like, you go to his, yeah, like, like, Apple Music, the top ten songs are all, like, you know all the words to him. No, like, I, it girl, like, trumpets, in my head – what you yep. say? He's out like some hits, hits. Chris Brown's definitely the best out of them all. I just like, even though like he's like not a good person, but like, yeah, I'd remove, I'd remove Chris Brown. I just, it's not I, my I, cup of tea. I just don't like his music that much. Usher, I love be the best song ever made, so I just have to have him on my list. And AO, AO, great song. Oh, with Tyga, that's a good song. That song gets people. Yeah, you. Wow, you fucking went for it there. It's a good song. Let's get Rabs in the mix. Rabs, who are you taking out? Who are my three? Jason Derulo, Chris Brown, and Usher. Is this an FMK situation or just one of them's gone? It's not an FMK. It's just you take one out. <laughs> um, Jason Derulo would be a great husband. So <laughs> <laughs> I would. I think right off the bat, I'm keeping Jason Derulo because you guys talk about like club. Like 
maybe they're not club songs, but he's got those songs that like I don't listen to that Great like poppy, like poppy, like hip hoppy, like rap stuff all the time. But he's got some songs that get you moving. I appreciate that about Jason Derulo. God, Usher and Chris Brown, I forever is an all-time it's, great song. It's a top. It's like it will be. That will be a song that will live forever. So that I mean, like you that? have to like that. Yeah, c- correct. So that's a song that I'll be playing till the day that I die. Other than that, Kiss Kiss, Unreal song yep. too. Oh, that's yeah. my favorite song. Yeah, but, bro, I dude, I. <laughs> That's a I I can see that video. music video in my brain right now. Were they on the two buses? Yeah. Yes. Yep. I actually had a conversation about that music video. <laughs> Damn, do I like Chris Brown? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just think Chris Chris Brown for me, like the catalog, I'm not as well versed these days. But I mean, I, we kind of grew like Usher was a well, little yeah, bit no. like past our time. I feel a little like. bit. Yeah, he was, his prime was a little early for us. Well, these three dudes are at least like we we. We pretty much grew up with these guys, I guess. I would keep Usher. I'd get rid of Chris Brown, and I, 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 I struggle. That's a tough, tough question. I would say talent wise, I think Chris Brown probably got Derulo beat. Oh, Usher one hundred percent does, but it's just like the songs, man. It's not about the talent; it's about how the music makes you feel. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, so we got Chris. We sorry, got... you can't, you can't hit women. I, I mean, that just that's like the. <laughs> just at all you can't you can't give me a reason that's like when like coaches always say at tryouts like don't give the coach reason to cut you that's my reason to cut you sorry okay well last episode during the trifecta we found out that rafael nadal is a favorite on this podcast and now jason derulo add him to the list because if you don't like jason derulo like i actually have a problem with you you're just no fun by the way have you guys uh have you guys seen the picture of jason derulo uh i have good for him yeah Wow. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I might know what you're talking. I don't really Trent, care. Good for Trent, him. We'll send it good to you. Good for him. <laughs> send it to me. Yeah, send it to me. Wow. Good, good for him. Okay. That's all. All I right. Do. Before we get canceled, that's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Download the episodes. Give us five stars if you want. We'd much appreciate it. Follow us. Subscribe. Whatever you got to do. New episodes every single week, most of the time. 60% of the time. New episodes all the time. See you next time.